My name is Megan Wood. I am the owner of the Book Exchange. This, this, is, this is Diversified, Diversified. Game. 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 A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, I have a fellow member of the South Florida Black Chamber of Commerce, Miss Megan Wood. And you guys, you guys are going to get some game. I've never done anything on this topic, but she owns the Book Exchange in Port St. Lucie, Florida. Yes, young woman in books. We got to get the game during the pandemic, how she did it, why she did it. Megan, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. How are you? Awesome. Blessed by the best. Tell me, tell me, tell me, and tell the audience why books and why during the pandemic? Hmm. I never thought that books were something that people didn't want. I never, it never crossed my mind that other people probably didn't want to own a bookstore. It was always my dream. I just assumed that it was basically everybody else's dream. Uh, there was no other option for me on what I wanted to do. I just never thought I could do it. Why the pandemic? Well, I graduated like at the height of the pandemic, the summer of 2020. And I was basically just unemployed for quite a while. And then one day I walk into this bookstore. I said, I always wanted to own a bookstore to the owner. And she said that she would sell it to me. I totally forgot there was a pandemic. I totally forgot that we're living in a digital age. And I, all I could focus on was, yeah, because this is everything I ever wanted. You know, I was blinded to the obstacles. Well, I want the audience. You heard right. Her name is Megan Wood, not Megan Good. So everybody wants to know during, you know, being unemployed, how did you then say, I'm going to buy a business? How did that work? Are you a blue blood, a new crypto billionaire? <laughs> What's going on? Um, I was living with my mother. I, <laughs> I, that, I don't know. I was living with my mother. I walked into the store. And when I told her that I wanted to buy the store, she said she'll help me out, you know? She was my biggest supporter. She would um, invest in me as I invest. And of course, the previous, she understood my current situation and she set up a plan for me. So I didn't have to pay, I, I'm still kind of paying it off, but I never had to pay it outright, you know? And she was very kind with all of that. And yeah, <laughs> I know I'm very, very fortunate to have gone from being unemployed to owning a bookstore. Well, no, I mean, that's that's a blessing. And, you know, when you're buying a business, I know in home health, there's a thing called a chow. They used a term change of um, ownership or whatnot. Did you have to? And I'm, I'm saying this question for those people who say, you know what, I might not have a whole bunch of money or a mother who will help me out. But did the sellers you know, give you a payment plan? Did you have to buy it all at once? Um, are they still part of the business, maybe as a minority share owner? Because that might help somebody who has a dream, just doesn't have enough funds. Right. Um, so I am the full owner. There isn't a part owner or anything. 
Um, again, I literally cannot stress this enough. When she found out that, you know, I'm just a recent college grad, the first month that I owned the store, I didn't, I didn't even start paying her yet. It was still, she was like, don't worry about it. We'll work something out because she really wanted me to own it. She was a black woman herself. And she knew that she wanted to pass it down to another black woman. And so she was willing to do anything to help me get to that point. She's very generous, very, um, she showed me a lot of grace in that department. Um, so yeah. Okay. That in itself, what a blessing. Oh my gosh. Uh, somebody find out who the previous owner, she's going for sainthood, send CNN her details. Um, what a nice lady. And, and, and that's just, oh man. So how do you, did you tell the people, what did you study in college? Cause most people who have never owned a business, you're just coming out of, you know, college unemployed. How did you know you could even run a business? What did you do to say, you know what, I'm going to make a profit. Um, do you have any experience in owning a store or any other business? Um, no, not at all. I actually, I never really wanted to go to college, but my parents said that that's not an option. I had to go. And that started a really stressful college career. I changed my major seven times. Um, I ended up graduating with my bachelor's in psychology. But before I was a psychology major, I was an accounting major. And the reason that didn't work out was because I failed out of the required classes. Um, so the only business experience I had were the classes required to become an accountant major. But in the end, I ended up with psychology because it was so interesting. And it was really the only thing that I could focus on to get through and get that degree. I had no hands-on experience working like at a business or owning or managing at all, except for what I learned in those few classes. Um, <laughs> it has definitely been um, a shock now that I own the store and realized how much I didn't know. I wish I did pay attention more in those classes, but that's the extent of my previous experience. And what about your parents? Uh, did they have any business experience or how did you, you know, learn how to open and close a business mm -hmm. and, you know, all, all of that stuff that comes with being an entrepreneur? Right. My parents are both pharmacists. They did once um, own a pharmacy and I, when I was younger. And so I did get to see them go through that process. Of course, I wasn't like aware of like the explicit details that they, you know, that it took to get there. But my mom and the previous owner, both of them walked me through everything I needed. They took me to um, the Department of Revenue. They told me what licenses I needed, who I needed to talk to. I knew absolutely nothing about what it, I just thought I was going to sign a paper and take over. But again, step by step, one day at a time, they said, okay, now today you have to do this. Today you have to get your tax ID. I didn't even know what a tax ID was um, until I decided to buy this store, you know? Um, I was very naive, still kind of am, but I had people who were willing to take care of me and show me the way. And anybody listening, uh, whether you're listening on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, our latest partner at AYB Radio in Freetown, Sierra Leone, what you see is what you get. Megan is kind of naive. She is kind of nice. That's the charm about her. She's, you know, just kind of friendly and, and just open <laughs> and not beat down by 
what many entrepreneurs are not, you know, they're tired, they're doing too much, and they can't keep the smile on their face. And I want to know when things do get too much, and I know we talked about it when we met, that, you know, you're kind of doing everything. What do you do to kind of relax? Do you, you know, what does your debrief time look like? I am very um, strict with the hours that I'm willing to conduct business. Um, my store is open from 10 to 4, and so I make sure at 5 o'clock I'm not answering my phone. I'm not talking to anybody about owning a store. I am usually at home, and I am reading the books that I don't have the time to read as much anymore. And if I'm not reading, then I'm hanging out with my friends because I think you know, those meaningful connections, they always just kind of take me away. Even though they're real, they take me to another space within my own self that helps me relax, you know, that helps me to see like the real meaning of why I'm alive and why I continue to want to be alive, you know? So yeah, yeah. friends and books. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're alive. You have a purpose and, you know, it, it's to change lives and, and, and make an impact. Um, tell the people with, you know, you, you got a new business, you're exploring, you're succeeding. What is a community give back that you are doing or that you would like to do in the future? Hmm. I do like to give away. I, I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea and just walk into the store, but I do like giving away free books. I have a ton of books, you know, I'm always donating because I have so many books. Um, and I'm always willing to work with people. You know, it's a small little store. I'm the only one working there. If you want to buy a book and maybe you don't have enough credit or anything, I'll, I'll help you out. Chances are I, you can just, you know, talk to me. And I, I try to be as generous as I can. Um, but within the community, I do have accounts at the store where teachers and students can get a discount um, and I have one as well for, I think it's a Behavioral Health, which is an organization in Port St. Lucie that takes care of those um, with, um, who struggle with mental disorders. I also have a lot of <laughs> accounts with a lot of credit for the surrounding retirement homes, you know, those people who come in and maybe they're new to the area and they're just looking for a little bit of store credit. And again, so you can bring in books to get store credit and I will, you know, use that store credit to discount your final total. But my help to the community always, um, I try to do it through my profession, which is books. So whatever way I can get a book in somebody else's hand, I will do immediately. Can you tell the people, you know, the local authors who they might struggle to get their stuff in Barnes and Nobles, um, and other, you know, bookstores, especially the Christian bookstores, you guys do a terrible job of letting local authors, especially the black ones, uh, get in there. How could somebody come and say, you know what, I have a book, it's on, you know, the, my story, or the gospel, the Christian industry, whatever it may be. Um, what's the process of getting a book in your store? Just come by and drop it off and tell me a little bit about it. And I'll give it a read myself, so I'll be able to, um, I'll be better able to recommend the book. I'm all about supporting local authors. Um, I have a Florida wall dedicated to local authors as well. 
And I do find that a lot of people come into the store looking for local authors. You know, there's nothing better than to read um, from somebody who is basically living a similar life to you. You know, even if the path to that life was completely different to read about, you know, life in Florida or the perspective of someone who is from Florida, people love it. I love it personally, you know? And so it's as easy as walking in and giving me the book and I'll take it from there. All right. Before you guys do that, I got to push even further because I can see some very anxious, ambitious, I see it like a movie author coming in with a palette full of books saying, hey, you are going to buy these, right? So let the people know, do they put it on the shelves on consignment or how does that work? So my store, I can only take one to two copies of a book. It's a used bookstore. There's over like 10,000 books in the store, but the store is pretty small. So it depends on the person. I'll get a lot of authors who um, donate the books because all books that I have, I don't buy any of my inventory. All the books I have are donated. But if it's a local author and they're up and coming, I would love to buy the book, you know, from this, like for myself. So I would be able to put it in then into the store. But I can't take more than one or two at a time. And what about consignment? Because I can see and hear the author saying, well, okay, donate it. But then I, 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 I need this money. I need this thing to get off the shelf so I can tell people where to go buy it. Do you do consignment deals or how, how does that work? Not yet. Um, but it's definitely on the list of ideas of things that I plan to do in the future. You know, And by future, I mean it could be next week or it could be next year. But um, I'm not sure, I'm, I've not figured that out quite yet and how I would go about that. Okay. Now, as far as currency, you, you're young. Uh, crypto is a big thing. Let the people know, can they Zelle cash app? Do they need cash only? Or can they, you know, send through their Nano X wallet some crypto to you and say, I'd like to buy this book or maybe even the whole store for some of you crypto millionaires who like to show off. <laughs> um, you know, what, what currencies are accepted? Uh, cash, credit card, debit card, Apple Pay. Sometimes I do get um, a few people who aren't able to come in personally to buy so you can call over the phone and i'll pick out the books you're looking for and credit card information i i use a squarespace um terminal so i don't know if they do crypto <laughs> i don't know anything about crypto actually but maybe one day i'll learn you know and then i'll get back to you on that well, if you don't know anything about crypto, you're going to have to read about it. Um, you know, <laughs> bum, 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 yeah. boom, there's, a, there's yeah. a drum roll. So, yeah. So, you know, that's that's that. Um, tell the people what makes your story unique because you did inherit or I should say, you know, you inherited some books that were already there. You, you, you bought them mm -hmm. and whatnot, but that came and it was from a black woman. Can we find mm -hmm. more? um cultural reads whether it's you know um black afro ecuadorian whatever like what makes the store unique do you think compared to other stores in the area mm. i think this store 
more than um, a lot of stories in Port St. Lucie is a reflection of um, the surrounding community, the surrounding culture, uh, because all books are donated and often by those who live locally. You can see, especially in the nonfiction section, what people read um, because they're the ones supplying the inventory. I think if you look at the Florida wall, you'll see a lot of books on fishing. That's because a lot of the men in the retirement hold, homes love to fish. Um, if you go back into the nonfiction, you'll see a lot of books on um, a lot of new age books. <laughs> a lot, a lot of new age books because a lot of the surrounding community, especially individuals between the ages of like 18 and 29, they are, you know, really learning about their own spiritual path and stuff. And so that often is a place that they go and to where they return their books. And then one of my favorite sections is, of course, the romance, only because it takes up the most amount of space in the fiction. Because again, a lot of retirement homes and a lot of the ladies in those homes just consume romance novels like nothing else. But the downside to that is there is not a lot of um, Black authors because while, you know, there is a healthy population of um, people of color in Port St. Lucie, I do not think many people are um, really reading the certain authors that we, you know, talk about all the time, like Bell Hooks or Toni Morrison. And if they do, nobody wants to give those books up. You know, those are your treasures. Those are the things you go back to and that you pass down to your kids. I know I'm not giving mine up and it's my store, but um, I do think if we had a maybe more diverse population, um, the store itself and the reading material would be a lot more diverse. You know, when I think about what book people always ask, I like to read a book a week and what book, you know, they always ask that they sometimes have trouble finding is mm -hmm. the um, Ethiopian Bible, the original. Mm -hmm. And um, that, you know, I can, I can see that in your store, like in the mm -hmm. in the glass case. Oh, you want this one? It's always the last one, right? That, that, <laughs> that playing that game. But mm -hmm. um now, since you love books and, you know, you have a bookstore, do you have a book out? Are you working on any writings of your own? Hmm. I don't know. I always like owning a bookstore. Becoming, like, an author myself was always something that I'm like, no, that's impossible. That's not going to happen, you know? But the more time I spend in, like, surrounded by books, the more I'm thinking, you know, what if that, like, what if I do go forth and publish something? But to me, my writings are very personal. And I don't think I, maybe future me will be different. But me now, I don't think I would ever want to share what I write with other people, you know, because then it opens you up to like a lot of criticism, which is good. But because I'm so sensitive when it comes to writing, I don't think I'm ready for that. So when she does get ready, folks, hopefully she'll <laughs> come back here because you can write it under a pseudo name and no one would know. But, you mm -hmm. know, if you hold the light in and no one else can see it, I mean, you might mm -hmm. give somebody a gem to change their life. You guys, <laughs> I, right. I want you I want you to go on the Book Exchange Facebook and, you know, really bother uh, Megan <laughs> until you see a book come out of her and say, we want a book. 
<laughs> Tell the people where you're located, where they can find you online, if they're able to order online, you know, if there's some type of catalog or something, give them the game. Okay. So you can find me on Facebook at The Book Exchange. You can find me on Instagram at The Book Exchange PSL. I am working on Twitter. It's not yet ready. You can call me at the store. I'm trying to think of it. I think it's 7728. You know what? Let me not give out the wrong number. One second. Besides the store, besides Facebook and Instagram, I am working on um, a website. Okay, so the number is 772-878-9101. And that's from Tuesday to Saturdays, 10 to 4. But one day, I'll get that website running. And by one day, I mean sometime within the few coming months. The inventory is going to be different than the inventory in the store. But you can still purchase books and I'll mail them out to you through the website. But not there yet. Well, you guys have got enough game to go check it out. See what is there, um, you know, Megan. We're going to talk offline, of course, where the real conversation comes where we cut up. But I wanted to give you guys a taste so you can see how a young woman coming out of college, unemployed, got a business and is keeping the business. One thing to get a business, another thing to keep the business. And, you know, it keeps on pushing and moving. So you guys make sure you share the game. And if you do nothing else, make sure you bless somebody else, whether you're listening or watching, it will change their life. Thank you, Megan, for coming on. No, thank you. Hi, everyone. Have you ever been curious about visiting Africa? Which African country were you interested in? Kenya, Nigeria, Uganda, South Africa, Ethiopia. Which country are you interested in? My good friend, Kellen Cash Coleman, came up with a course called My First Trip to Africa that'll guide you through this process. It's only $20, and in this course, you'll learn about passports, visas, vaccinations that you need before you go there, as well as a budget, uh, how much the trip is gonna cost. He also talks about what you should pack, uh, what you should take with you, how you should travel on a budget. Did you know that 100 US dollars is worth 1,000 South African rand and over 10,000 Kenyan shillings? So imagine what you can do with $100 back home. I say back home because I'm from Sudan, I'm African. I already know how it's like. I know that you know when you convert Canadian and American money, it goes a long way when you're traveling across Africa. So if you're curious, um, if, if Africa is a place that you've always wanted to go, always wanted to move there, Kellen Cash is the person to ask. Check out the course. There's a little preview you can listen to. Um, before you actually purchase it. If you're interested in this course, visit www.diversifiedgame.com. Don't miss out. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversify Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit diversifygame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.